0: Hey mama! This week we are chatting about postpartum recovery and what that should look like in those first six to ten weeks. Last week we focused on prenatal fitness and I really wanted to give a dive into that postpartum healing phase as this is such a crucial time. This is when anything can go wrong. We may think we are in the clear, we had our baby, quote unquote damage is done, but that's not the case. It's actually it a- very vulnerable time when we have tissues healing and we can either help them heal by restoring our core optimally and getting in a safe and effective amount of movement and exercise and rest or we might be doing too much or too little which is going to cause issues and increase our risk for some of those things that maybe we didn't see at all during pregnancy but especially if you had some of those issues during pregnancy like pelvic organ prolapse or diastasis recti or some leaking or some pain, then we especially want to start rehabbing those issues right away in that postpartum phase. But again, maybe you didn't have any of those issues, but this is when we might start to see them if we are not managing that pressure properly. So stay tuned for today's episode. I've got a lot of goodies inside for you. And also bear with me. I had some children running in and out of this episode, so it might feel a little blocky, but. I promise you, all the good information is in there. And as always, if you do have any other questions or concerns or any aha moments, please come over to the Balance Mentalities Women's Health and Support facebook group so that we can help encourage you and support you on your healing journey the fourth trimester can be so overwhelming and exhausting and isolating no one's checking on mama everyone's checking on baby but just know that you need just as much attention so make the time for it and invest in yourself during this period if you need any extra support i'm here for you mama but otherwise stay tuned for today's episode Hey, I'm your host Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Montality Podcast where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery, providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey mama, congratulations on your new little baby. Can you believe you're already on the other side? I know, I know, it probably felt like a lifetime, especially those last few weeks of pregnancy can seem like they last an eternity. But you are here, and I am so, so glad that you and baby are on the other side of all that craziness that is delivery. Today, I wanted to dive into what that postpartum period might look like and some things that you should be focusing on. As last week, we did some prenatal fitness, and I just think that that postpartum period, especially those first six to eight weeks, are so Crucial. It's such a crucial time when so much damage can actually still be done to the body as it's healing, or we can begin to restore our core optimally and avoid all of those issues like diastasis, recti, urinary incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, all those things that maybe during pregnancy you didn't really have any symptoms of, or maybe you did, and if you did, you especially need to be very careful around this period postpartum, but even if you didn't, this is where people think they're kind of in the clear, they just had their baby, so they're recovering, lying down, snuggling that baby as you should be in this stage. However, you know, unfortunately, this is a time when all eyes are on baby and minimal attention is on mom, even though you just went through one of the biggest changes mentally physically, emotionally, spiritually, that you will ever go through in your life. And, you know, you get discharged from the hospital and many times, if it was a fairly healthy or normal delivery, you're sent home with a follow-up in six weeks or maybe even later to get a quote-unquote clearance on activity. But, you know, when you're put... And and maybe you're on pelvic rest until then and you're avoiding lifting and moving and exercising and running and all the things you're so anxious to get back to. However, within those first weeks, your tissues are healing. And if you're not aware of certain things or are doing too much... We are unintentionally increasing pressures on tissues that were already very vulnerable and now cannot fully heal because that excessive pressure keeps pushing out on tissues so maybe you didn't have any of those issues during pregnancy but now you are leaking or having some pain or heaviness and with a little awareness and connection work to your body you can prevent these excessive forces and restore your core so that you can avoid all of those issues and get back to what you love doing safely and effectively so with that You know, on day one, the very first thing that you should begin doing, and yes, you can do this the day you have your baby, whether it was a vaginal or C-section delivery, is breathing. (laughs) The breath work is that very first foundational piece. Now, we are being very gentle with our breath. And just beginning to re-coordinate that breath pattern, trying to get that pelvic floor, abdominal wall, diaphragm, back, all pieces of that core system that should be working during the breath to turn back on and also to turn off when it needs to. So that's coordination. We're trying to get things to turn on and off and function Together so that we can create equal pressure management in the system. This is why that breath work is so crucial because it's really that piece that's going to help you manage that core pressure effectively and optimally as you move through your day to day because yes. You are already, and hopefully not right away, you know, hopefully you have some support at home, you have family in town, or your partner, and people are helping you pick up that heavy car seat, helping you carry groceries and laundry, and you're not having to do all of that right now but there comes a time and some people aren't fortunate enough to have that support and maybe not for very long. Maybe that spouse had to go back to work sooner than they wanted. Family couldn't stay as long and you had to do more of the work. You had to step up. You had to carry those laundry baskets. You have to carry that car seat around and this is a load. So you are already putting your body under load and carrying weight around and so in an essence you are exercising but if you're not doing it correctly you can actually be harming your body and this is why I don't think it's the best thing to wait until that six week clearance to do anything because We do have such a powerful impact in this early 6 to 10 week period when those tissues are healing. Again, we can help them heal optimally and effectively and quickly or you can make issues worse and cause issues by impacting those tissues and limiting their healing. So again, that breath work as of day one, just start coordinating that piece, feel it in the pelvic floor. We are definitely not in any way shoving the breath or pressure down into the pelvic floor or the belly right now. We are just feeling that breath, trying to get that pelvic floor to relax and lengthen on your inhale and recoil back up gently on that exhale. So you are not forcefully doing any communication kegel or pelvic floor contractions here at all we are just breathing again we breathe anyways so let's just start bringing a little more intention and awareness and get that coordination back on board and, and with that, you know, pretty early on, um, even in those first couple days, you can also start doing some gentle core isometric engagement because, again, we need that muscle, that core system and all the muscles involved in that core system to function for you when you are picking up that heavy car seat, picking up the heavy laundry baskets, pushing the heavy stroller, because if it's not, then you're probably, again, increasing pressure in your core system system and so an isometric engagement if you don't know is just gently turning on a muscle we are not moving that muscle that um muscle through a range of motion so we're not causing any movement with this but we are turning the system on now if you think about getting like a acl surgery or you know any type of joint surgery you can expect and in fact would be pretty you know disappointed if your um, surgeon didn't refer you to physical therapy because we expect after a major joint surgery we need to go to physical therapy and on day one When I was, you know, in the hospital doing some work um, inpatient, when a hip replacement, knee surgery, whatever it was, came out, therapy was waiting for them. We were in that room with them day one, almost minute one when they are back in their room. And we are moving that joint. We are having them engage those muscles around that joint because it's traumatic. And so they shut off and we need them to turn on. And birth is you know, traumatic, <laughs> as beautiful and magical as birth could be, you know, if you had especially the most ideal birthing scenario, then so amazing. That's awesome for you. But even then, your body is still probably like, what the heck did I just go through? That was so traumatizing. So it does respond in a couple ways. One, it completely shuts off that connection because it's trying to protect it. So it makes it hard for that muscle to get those messages to contract and engage for you. But another protective response is for that muscle just to lock up because it is trying to protect, especially after birth. You know, we think of things being stretched out. So, oh my gosh, it must be so stretched out and weak which yeah may be the case but a lot of times in that protective response because the body's like whoa I just got so stretched out it's actually gonna tighten up really hard and lock those muscles up because it's trying to prevent that from ever happening again and so I actually work a lot postpartum with women trying to get those pelvic floor muscles to relax and especially if you had any tearing or an episiotomy or you know if you have pain with intercourse these can be signs that you have limited mobility through that pelvic floor muscle or difficulty with bowel movements you know we want to make sure those pelvic muscles can fully relax and contract and engage for you so that breath work is really key for helping get that coordination piece and nice lengthening in the pelvic floor and in the core helping the body feel safe and relaxed and then that gentle engagement we want to do of our core helps to turn those muscles on in a safe controlled way so the brain can learn how to turn that muscle on and off again and work functionally for you so gently zippering up that core and if you are unsure how to do this this is something I would seek some help for because if you are incorrectly engaging your core you can be increasing pressure so remember those boundaries of our body I have an episode on that if you are unsure what that Is But we have pressure boundaries that show us and help us see what our core is capable of. And so if you go to engage that core and things pop out, your belly rises when you engage your core. So I think it's always really helpful to have a hand on the belly, especially postpartum. That's where that you know weak space is and where those boundaries tend to show up so as you engage that core the hand should fall towards the spine if you feel the hand rise then you have an improper engagement in that core system and you are increasing pressure so just something to know and um, keep an eye out for as we do not want that's what we're trying to avoid is that pressure going into the belly when we're engaging especially after birth when that belly's already stretched out, and this is why you can cause a diastasis recti or even an umbilical hernia unfortunately like myself after my first baby because I wasn't sure how to properly engage my core and what those pressure boundaries looked like so I went back to exercise too quickly I didn't listen to those boundaries because I didn't know them and I caused a diastasis and an umbilical hernia because I put way too much force and pressure through those tissues when they should have been healing and so again gentle core isometric engagement we want to get those muscles turning on again but we are not doing this under heavy weight we're definitely you know not thinking about doing anything like plank like um, sit-ups or crunches or any of that other typical exercises when we do think of core work Um, however we do want to start getting that muscle to turn on for us and so with that you know the next um, thing I want you to be aware of in this stage is excessive pressure. So we do want to keep an eye on that lower belly and that midline and and the pelvic floor, because those are all places that were carrying a ton of load during pregnancy and then went through a crazy experience during birth. And so we want to make sure we're saving those tissues and avoiding extra pressure. So movement patterns, like I talked about, like crunches or sitting up, even, you know, just getting up out of bed, getting up from a reclined position, you during pregnancy, especially that third trimester, probably got really comfortable with rolling rolling over to your side and pushing up because you just simply could not sit up and this is called a log roll and it's really a safe way to move around when you're in um, pregnancy but also postpartum especially in that early healing healing stage because we want to make sure we're not putting those excessive forces through the tissues so continue your log rolling until you're cleared by your PT to practice sitting up or if you're practicing proper core engagement through those movements and you're not seeing any pressure but especially initially just be careful err on the side of caution and continue log rolling but you know even things like too tight of a postpartum belly wrap because belly wraps postpartum can be really helpful in supporting those tissues however if they're put on too tight it can be more like a rubber band around that core system increasing pressure both down onto the pelvic floor and into uh, above into the abdominal wall so um let's just be a little more careful when we're putting on that belly wrap make sure it feels like a gentle hug but you should not feel any extra force down in fact the whole purpose of those postpartum wraps is that it's lifting pressure up and off of your pelvic floor and lower belly so if you feel more pressure then it is not on you correctly or it is not the correct wrap so just be aware of those pressure boundaries in your lower belly and even just throughout the belly um in general because you can cause diastasis anywhere along. Um, But that lower belly popping out is a sign that it's going down onto the pelvic floor as well. That lower belly is a window into what's happening into the pelvic floor. And so if you're someone who has a hard time connecting with the pelvic floor and you don't really know what that feels like, if that lower belly is popping out, that's a sign that we can use externally that we're probably also pushing pressure down onto the pelvic floor. So we do just want to be really aware of Pressures here. And another big thing when it comes to pressure that I I find being the most negatively um, impacting your healing is posture. So during this stage, especially because we're resting and we're recovering, we're lying around, we're feeding and carrying our babies. You know, we are slouched. You are sitting in that chair, usually slouched, breastfeeding, trying to get baby to latch, slouched bottle feeding, trying to you don't get baby to to eat. And we're looking at that cute baby, but you're just so slouched. And maybe when you stand up now, you're feeling weak and fatigued and tired because you haven't done very much and you're healing so you You're slouching and your posture is just not ideal and any amount of that slouched posture, especially repetitively day, 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 we get so much pressure into the lower belly. And into that abdomen and pelvic floor space so we want to just be really careful with our posture and bring baby to you use lots of pillows if you need to to try and stack that rib cage over your pelvis and not create that excessive pressure that happens just from simply slouching so posture movement patterns too tight of belly wraps all of these things can increase pressure into that core so we want to be careful of that Now, when it comes to what you, you know, activity wise should be doing in this six week period, I do think that that first week mama stay in bed, stay around bed, whether it's the couch, your bed, lay down, relax, let your body heal. Don't feel the pressure to go on a walk too soon, even though you might be antsy and and anxious for one. If you do it too soon, again, you are going to cause too much pressure. I remember with my very first baby getting discharged, going home, my mom was there. It was I was probably only home for like 2 or 3 days. And we needed to go to the store, so I went to Walmart with my mom. And just walking around the store for like five minutes, I felt like everything was gonna fall out of my pelvic floor just so much heaviness. And I was barely up and walking around. But looking back, I just cringe because I should not have done that. And I should not have pushed through feeling that type of heaviness and pressure. So listen to your body give yourself some grace and compassion and time as you work through this healing recovery process and As you do lay around, this is where we can also get in trouble in these first six weeks because we may be laying around too much, and this can also cause a lot of the aches and pains we feel because we're not moving around. Our body just went through a pretty crazy traumatic experience. We have a lot of different hormones coursing through the body, and We still have loosey goosiness in the joints, but also things can stiffen up when we sit around for too long. And if we have that history of birth and trauma and healing, then this is where we can see extra stiffness come into play if we're not moving quick, uh, soon enough. And so uh, while it is important to rest and heal, especially that first week or two and really listening to your body and not even really doing any household chores or anything like that. It's also important to still move and so what this can look like is getting in some gentle mobility work. So this helps keep the spine mobile, keep the hips mobile, keep the muscles engaging for you but in a light gentle controlled way. So a gentle yoga flow you can you know even just YouTube postpartum yoga, very gentle, but we're talking things like cat-cow, child's pose, some gentle light stretching in the hips and the back. And with all of this, we are still really emphasizing the breath work here. The mobility moves are huge for, yes, keeping joints mobile but we also want to emphasize the breath work and really breathing into places where you feel tension. So if you have back pain, doing things like cat cow and child's pose, but really visualizing that lower back. SI joint tailbone space and just breathing into that low back. Wherever you feel the pain in that back, you're going to breathe into it and try and feel that tension release as you're taking your inhales. Really relax everything and the mobility work doesn't have to be super specific just you know really gentle really be in your body be in tune what do you feel because again even here we can do things that can increase pressure in the core whether it's the pelvic floor the abdominal wall so cat cow can also be a position that can put that linea alba or that abdominal wall um, at risk for extra pressure because you're on your hands and knees so gravity has everything in your belly hanging on that connective tissue so be very gentle if you do feel extra pulling or pressure here maybe you don't want to be in cat cow maybe being um sitting and actually just rounding your spine and extending your spine and moving through um, child's pose and happy baby and other positions that don't put your abdomen in that vulnerable vulnerable position if you are feeling um, any pulling especially the cow piece of cat cow so cat isn't as bad we are arching the that spine really flexing it flexing the tailbone the pelvis trying to open up that low back and as you drop into the cow position maybe you stop at the tabletop and you're not dropping the belly towards the floor maybe you're keeping One of the modifications I like for this is keeping the low back more in a tabletop position for cow, but dropping the upper back and chest into cow. So really pulling that chest bone, sternum towards the floor, really trying to drop it and feel that extension in the thoracic spine because we know through pregnancy and especially postpartum with all the carrying and feeding, that upper back gets so stiff and this is where you see a lot of upper back pain. So we want to mobilize it, especially that upper thoracic spine. So um, bow and arrow, thread the needle, cat cow, these are all things that will really help mobilize that upper back. So mobility here can be really helpful because it's very gentle and light, but still keeps our our joints and body moving in a controlled space to avoid that stiffness and aches and pains. Um, And then really we do want to get in a walk. So within those first few weeks, when you are feeling ready for it, Take a nice walk. I would shoot for a flat surface, no major hills or anything like that, and really keep your expectations low. Maybe you're really just going to the end of the street and back, maybe not even. If you, you know, set your mind on something and as you're walking, you start to feel heaviness or pressure or pain or leaking or any of these boundaries that we've discussed, then turn around. You've gone too far and hopefully you're in a position where you're not stuck too far out and you have to waddle your way back in pain um, or pressure. So just really, really set it low. It's much better to have a couple walks here and there throughout the day that are super short than going on one 20 minute, 30 minute walk. Okay, so we can ease back into walking. But if you start it too aggressively, you can cause issues even just from walking. So listen to your body. But walking is great getting out with the stroller. I would encourage doing a stroller at first instead of baby wearing when you're in those early weeks. We want to make sure that your body can hold your body up appropriately and manage your pressures appropriately without adding baby because that is a resistance and you want to make sure that you can manage that pressure. And baby wearing, again, if you have those bands too tight around your core, can be like a rubber band around that core system shoving pressure down. So make sure when you're wearing that baby carrier that it is dispersing that pressure and you're feeling a lift off the pelvic floor and nothing's shoving down. Uh, But, you know... the, the, the next piece really is the challenging part, and this is the exercise piece because we do want to add some strength and stability in in those early six to eight weeks because you are already picking up the car seat, pushing the stroller, lifting groceries and laundry, especially as you get towards the end of those six weeks and you're sitting up and down from chairs, li- lifting, picking things up. We need to make sure you know how to manage your pressures properly when when you're doing those types of effort. Um, moments with resistance and that you know how to breathe through those moments and that you're strengthening your body for these functional movements that you have to do already and so things like sitting up and down from a chair this is a squat, and so yeah, you can be doing squats in those early six to eight weeks. Now, this looks so different from, you know, a typical squat in the gym with weight. You are not doing any weight in initially especially, but as you progress, it might look as light as just holding baby while you're sitting up and down from a chair. So again, we're not getting in some idea that we're now intensively exercising, but we do still want to take those functional movement patterns especially if it's something that feels a little difficult or hard because we've lost strength then we need to challenge it and so um getting just some sit to stands in repetitively always we're looking at mechanics and breath work so if you're not sure definitely seek some help but gentle deep core stability exercises are really safe especially if you're aware of those pressure boundaries and what they look like most of these strength exercises start on the mat with your body and that's really where we want to start even if you're not in that early 68 week mark if you've taken a break from exercise or you've never really been one to exercise and you want to start we always want to start with our body weight on the mat so we get that deep corset functioning for you we get the glutes functioning for you so we want to get some core exercises in like um, a core march maybe some dead bug if you're ready for it but even just starting with a gentle isometric core engagement that you've been practicing adding very gentle leg movements to challenge that core and things like bridges bridges are amazing you're already moving around in bed and lifting your butt up and different things that are functionally bridging so we might as well start um intentionally bridging because it's an amazing exercise. It works out a lot of muscles on the back of the body. And again, we can do this wrong. So if you're not sure please seek some help at this stage we really want to think of that core stability piece so again we are not moving through the core as you are bridging as you are doing a core march as you're doing any type of this mat work at this stage the core should not move that corset in that system should engage the spine locking it in like a board, so that when you're going to bridge, you're getting a hip hinge through that hip joint. Those glutes are lifting you and slowly lowering you. You're not feeling any extension or flexion through your spine. We're really keeping that spine in neutral and locking it in and trying to find the quality through these movements. But it is crucial to get some of these exercises in, even in those early that early window before you get quote-unquote clearance, because you could be stressing your body and increasing pressure because of weakness and causing issues so if we're getting some of that strength training in we can actually reduce the pressure reduce risk of causing issues and just set you up for success as you return to activity and when you do go get that six-week clearance and I'll probably have an episode just on this but I just want to say be your biggest advocate if you if your insurance requires you to get a referral or if um you know be ask for that referral, but also know a lot of states don't need that referral and you can just call. So in the state of New Mexico, you do not need a referral to see a doctor. In uh, my clinic, I'm cash based, so um, I don't take insurance. So yeah, that referral is not necessary. And you can just call and make that appointment. And I encourage you to make this appointment as soon as you have baby because you already probably have an idea of when that six-week clearance will be. But even before then, um, we as pelvic floor PTs can see you before that six weeks. Now we're not going to do an internal pelvic exam until you are cleared from your provider that everything is healed and you can have and your pelvic rest stage is healed now you're cleared for intercourse exercise all of that stuff and this is when we do the internal exam but even before then if you're feeling like your pelvic alignment is off if you have aches and pains or you're wanting to get a a handle on what those pressure boundaries look like then call get an appointment even earlier because um, like with my practice I do home visits for these moms so um, if mom's unable to leave because of they have the little one at home and I know it's so hard to get everything up and going and get out of the house at that stage so I bring myself to you so just get that call with the pelvic floor PT because even though you're getting quote-unquote cleared I it's really sad because even with a couple of my um, six-week checkups I didn't even get an internal assessment from my provider they just asked are you bleeding still do you have pain what kind of birth control do you want (laughs) and unfortunately that is more often what I hear at these visits and so Just know, even if you get the internal exam from your provider, they are not really checking for strength, motor control, trigger points, all of that. If they're doing a thorough job on their end, they may be looking for prolapse, maybe checking some strength, but that's not really their expertise area to see how that muscle is functioning for you um, in your day to day. And so... Just be an advocate and see a pelvic floor PT so that you can avoid all of these issues as you return to activity. I hope today's episode was helpful for you and not too overwhelming. This stage of life now, welcome to motherhood, is a lot, but take care of yourself. That is probably my biggest, biggest message for you, mama, is just take that time to for you, whether it's some gentle breath work, a light walk outside in the sunshine, maybe just a quiet bubble bath with a good book, a lunch out with a friend, don't forget to take care of you and fill your cup. Up, Sleep is already so hard in this stage and it makes juggling all the things and keeping our emotional health and mental health and physical health in check just so hard. So make sure you're taking that time and snuggle that baby. Soak up this quiet period and know that you are not alone through this season this fourth trimester is a challenge and many people do not prepare you for it so seek the support whether it's mental health physical health, pelvic health, all the things and take that time for you. If you have any other questions or want any other clarifications or if you just had an aha moment, I'd love to hear about it. Come over to the Facebook group, The Balanced Momtalities Women's Health and Support and we can support you along this journey of yours and just know that I am here for you, so if you want to do a one-on-one coaching call with me, we can get that set up so that you can make sure that you understand what those boundaries feel like, look like, and what that program could look like for you so that you can move back into activity and exercise safely. But that's it for today. I will see you next week on the Balanced Mentality Podcast. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Montality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on The Balanced Montality Podcast.